It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Back to school. Back to school. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources. Just going to give you a little teaser today. Uh, KSL is focused this week on back to school. And I wanted to share, my wife actually pointed this out. And you always have to give Debbie Matheson the credit when she delivers because she's always shooting great things to us and the kids. Uh, but she, she shot over a, a series of questions uh, that I thought were just fantastic for back to school. A lot of times we we think about, well, you need to talk to your kids when they get back from school. Uh, but often we don't really get to the the real questions or listen for the real answers. And to me, that's the, the absolute test. It's not, you know, how was your day today? Uh, we're going to go a little deeper dive on this uh, when we come in tomorrow. Uh, but when you look at what are those questions you should be asking uh, most of them are much more open-ended questions, uh, questions that uh, give you them an opportunity uh, to express some feelings or some emotion or to, to put some color behind some of what they might have experienced during their day. And the challenge, it takes a little more time. You cannot do the rapid fire uh, at the table thing uh, because it just it just doesn't cut it. And, and so you've got to be willing to, to ask the question, and most important, you have to be willing to listen to the response. And if you're not willing to really sit down and listen to the response, uh, don't have high hopes uh, or don't start complaining that, hey, you know, my uh, my son or daughter won't answer my questions when they get home from junior high or high school because you haven't put in the investment uh, in terms of what do they really need to to talk about? What do they really need to connect on? Uh, and until we get into that space, uh, again, we're just kind of doing the window dressing stuff, which to me uh, never takes us anywhere. And uh, so here's just a, a couple of questions uh, that you can ask your kids. Again, first couple of days back to school. Uh, and this is a, a list uh, from herviewfromhome.com, uh, and they compiled a great list here. Here's just a couple for you uh, to chew on for the day. Uh, one, what made you smile today? Actually, we're going to do a test. Let's get Jeff Kaplan on the line here. I didn't go to school today. That, okay. But what made you smile today? This is, a, this is a test for our listeners. You know, it's really interesting. You have to think hard. Yeah. And kind of rerun the day. Yeah. But that's good because that's what you want your kids to do is rerun the day a little bit and think, oh, yeah, that was kind of funny. I know. I finished my minutes of news this morning. Hey, hey. That's happy for all of us. See, that made me smile because that's my favorite part of your show is my minute of news. That's so there you go. It's my two, favorite two part, way. when I get to say, thank goodness I finished that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> check, check it off the to-do to list. A uh, couple others just real quick, and we'll save the rest for Jeff for tomorrow. Uh, does everyone have a friend at recess? That's an interesting question to ask. Uh, what's the word of the week at school, maybe in their, in their classroom? Uh, what did you do that was creative today? Or did you help anyone today? Did anyone tell you thank you today? Uh, let me give you one more. Who inspired you today? Who made a difference for you today? Anyway, those are all like just good, easy questions that your 
children don't have to have a stressful response to. And it can be the start of an important conversation. But don't just do the regular sit down to the dinner table with the how was your day? And when your teenager says fine, don't panic and don't go to your social media and say my teenager never talks to me. They just say fine. Uh, There's much more to it than that. Be a little bit creative. And we'll talk about this a little bit more tomorrow. We'll have some experts come in and help us break it down in terms of how can we foster better conversations after school. It's a big one. All right. In our final minutes here, uh, I've been uh, telling you throughout the show that I am officially telling the United, the vice president of the United States of America to to take a hike. How do you feel about that, Jeff Kaplan? I think it's rather rude. (laughs) Well, it's actually not rude. Uh, because I'm going to tell them to take a hike right here in Utah. And this is what I think he ought to do. So when the vice president comes in, he's going to fly in on Wednesday night. We'll be here Thursday. We've been reporting here on kslnews.com and the Deseret News that he will be speaking at Merit Medical uh, on Thursday morning. We'll be talking about the global economy, international trade, and Utah's important place in it. And as a former governor... Vice President Pence, he gets it. He gets that Utah really is one of the last great laboratories of democracy in America. He'll be able to see that the state has a strong free market economy, robust institutions, a civil society, uh, amazing natural beauty that you just can't deny, and extraordinary, amazing people. Uh, All of that makes Utah a great place for international business and for people to come. So Utah has had this interesting long-held place and space as the crossroads of the West. And a lot of that goes back to when we drove the Golden Spike, which we celebrated this year. Uh, And it may sound to some in the national media that that's just kind of a colloquial, self-aggrandizing thing that a uh, politician might say at a rally in August in Utah. Uh, But it's much more than that. Because if you really look at it, Utah is positioned not just to be the crossroads to the West. Utah is amazingly positioned to be the crossroads to the world. Now, the skeptics are going to snicker at that and just say, you know, Utah, quit pounding your chest, quit slapping yourself on the back for all the good things that are going on. Uh, But you have to think about this. You actually have to go back a little bit. You know, when when the pioneers first entered the valley here, Uh, they made some pretty bold declarations about the future of this area that we call Utah. Uh, At the driving of the Golden Spike, a lot of those same sentiments were re-uttered. And again, that uh, crossroads to the West, crossroads to the world came in even just 30 years ago, long before we had uh, Silicon Slopes and the Olympic Games here uh, and all the international business that's going on. Uh, Gordon B. Hinckley, 15th president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he spoke about the history and the vision of Utah as a crossroads to the world. And he recounted what happened when that first group of pioneer leaders climbed the little mountain that we now call Ensign Peak and surveyed the land. They made some big, bold, audacious goals and claims up there and President Hinckley suggested that uh, if a news reporter had heard that group on the morning in July in 1847, uh, that they would have said, you know, this is just foolishness. This is just crazy talk. Uh, But it really isn't. Uh, This is what President Hinckley said. said. They didn't look like statesmen. 
with great dreams. They did not look like rulers pointing over maps and planning an empire. They were exiles driven from their city on the Mississippi to a desert region in the West. He said, I marvel at the foresight of that little group. It was audacious and bold. It was almost unbelievable. Here they were almost a thousand miles away from the nearest settlement to the east and 800 miles from the Pacific coast. They were in untried climate. They'd never raised a crop. They'd never experienced a winter. And here they were saying, this is going to be the crossroads to the world. So the cynics of today would say the same thing. Come on, Utah can't really be a crossroad to the world. But look at the facts. Look at just the facts of what's going on in our state. Utah has the most diversified economy in the country, according to Hatchman. Utah leads the nation in year-over-year job growth. The state had $14.4 billion in international exports last year, $15.1 billion in imports. The Utah tech sector is the second fastest growing in the nation. And get this, it's double, almost double, California. We have an airport expansion. We've talked inland ports. We have a workforce that's one of the most well-educated and productive in the world. We have international headquarters of the church. We have Utah's natural beauty, the outdoor industry. We've been stewards of Olympic sites. Uh, and the list goes on and on and on. And and granted, we have plenty of problems out there. We have issues that we have to deal with. Uh, but I can't think of it anywhere in the world that is better positioned to capitalize on what's going on than Utah is. And so what I suggest for the vice president is, one, as he as he listens to business leaders and other folks uh, during his trip here to Utah, uh, he should definitely see it as a, a window in to a laboratory of democracy that is actually working and thriving. And there's a lot of great lessons that the rest of the country could use from how do you create and foster a strong free market economy? How do you promote communities that are strong and businesses that not only are in business, but they give back to their communities? And if he needs any visual, then he ought to take a hike. The vice president ought to take a hike and he ought to go just behind the Utah State Capitol and climb up that little place called Ensign Peak and look over what happens when you have a big audacious goal And you have people who are willing to come down off the mountain and go to work, which is exactly what the pioneers did in 1847. But there is a opportunity for Utah to be that crossroads to the world. That's an interesting discussion for another day. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us on a Tuesday. I am Boyd Matheson, the opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on the extended edition of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, Make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. We'll catch you tomorrow. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.